We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey, we're back. Hope you had an excellent uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We are headed streaking toward New Year's here, uh, and we are finishing the year. And, of course, we are also not in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I'm still traveling, and uh, it's it's still wrapping things up for the end of the year. We, uh, Like I yep, said, yep. Uh, well, like Todd said, we're hoping you had a great Christmas and great time off. We certainly did. It's been well needed, well deserved, I think, after the struggles, you know, getting everything ready to go at the end of the year here. But uh, we thought we'd take this podcast. You notice we didn't post for questions, which means this we're going to do yeah. a little bit of reflection on a year, uh, share some stories, you know, favorite shoots, favorite parts of the year, favorite cars, talk about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got some stuff to share about forward-looking things in terms of, uh, I guess, subscription and autonomy are on my minds and what it means to oh, us okay. driving enthusiasts. And there's a few things okay. that I want to talk about. And I know you've got some things uh, sprinkled in there as well. You want to talk about a little going forward to 2019 and what yeah, that means. Sure. And we can't share a whole lot of stuff because, of course, we have more ideas than time or money. And then we try to figure out oh, how always. do we back yep. that off and actually <laughs> <laughs> how do we back off of that and actually execute yeah. the idea with the money and time we do have. And then what does that mean? So. The pie-in-the-sky ideas we would love to share, but then we can't commit. It's like a revenue recognition issue. We can't say, we're going to do this, because then everybody would say, well, you guys said. So we, we've got to kind of you know, give some examples, but we can't announce everything yet. But, of course, the pilgrimage trip is very much on our minds for 2019, doing some yeah, travel. Sure. It's, this year, I think, has kind of shaped us for next year, interestingly. It's mm. shaped our thinking mm, I can see that. to yeah. be more deliberate in a sense. I mean, in some yeah, cases we're rushing to wrap sure. up, but I think we're, I, I mean, at least, yeah, I, I'm thinking more deliberately oh, about the year. I'm fully into 2019 because I'm editing TV. I mean, I, you know, I've got I've got two of seven episodes of television edited now, so I've got five more to do. Uh, those have all got to be done by middle of uh, February. Now, actually, while while I'm there, I'll do a little kind of house cleaning stuff. Just so you guys know, the first Saturday in January, which is not not tomorrow, hi, happy Friday, not tomorrow, but the following Saturday, that will be the beginning of season four for us on Velocity, of course, now called Motor Trend. However, because uh, yeah, the Corvette film was a bit hard, in case you may have heard. Uh, we actually are rerunning the first four weeks. So the four weeks of January are going to be reruns out of season three. Our four favorite episodes of season three are going to rerun to start off January. Honestly, honestly, just between you and me and the other thousands listening, that's just to give me time to finish the episodes of TV because yeah. they just aren't done. That's yeah. the truth of it. It's really defense against Todd's edit time and getting everything done so we can share the new content. And, of course, we are going to s- announce when the new content plays, but we thought hey, we'd share, you know, some of you didn't get to see, you know, some of those episodes yet. And so we'll re-air those. And thanks to our TV sponsors, Covercraft and Griots, all those will be definitely seen as part of the content. And so we just are defending against time, really, Mm -hmm. as we're finishing up those, thinking about a new season and a new year and what that means for us, as we said. And and I think people are starting to not believe we actually have a Corvette film. We've teased about it so long. Everybody's saying, yeah, right, guys. I, I don't believe you. We're at the mercy yeah, of seriously. Amazon Publishing right now. We wish it yeah, would. We yeah, we you are. sent them an email the other day trying to 
urge them along, yes, didn't actually. you? Day after Christmas, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've been, with the exception of actual Christmas Day, I've been working kind of every day, at least a little bit, because I, I'm kind of obsessed, and also because there's stuff to do. There's really stuff to do. <laughs> so is. I decided to send them a little email yesterday, and it was very candid. It was very, just like, hey guys, I know that you know everything's delayed because <laughs> of the holiday, but when is this happening? <laughs> so, I mean, I would like to think by Friday when you're listening to this, it actually is live, but I, but I will tell you this. If you're curious about the Corvette film, the minute it is available on all platforms, that's the other thing. We didn't want to meter it out across. Well, it's available here, but it's not available right. here. We can't do that. It'll be available yeah. everywhere the minute we say hello. It's available. And we will have a trailer up on the YouTube site. We'll have stuff on all of our social media channels. We will start uh, barking it from the podcast. So trust me, you will know. I don't want to say anything until we're certain of it. Maybe it is. Maybe it is already by the time you're listening to this. I would hope so, but we'll see. The, the crazy thing going on here, lots of crazy things, is that our friend Hal, who's listened to the show for a long time, had the idea of, hey, you're at Podcast 360. Yes, we are, astoundingly, which means you can listen to a full day and a half of the podcast if you'd like. But anyway. <laughs> want to count it like but, that. Yeah, but, but Hal mentioned, he said, hey, you've kind of come full circle based on 360. Why don't you kind of revisit the podcast? And so I actually listened to episode one. And so I want to talk about where the podcast started, which was July of 2014. Wow. Can't but, believe it. So that, that was a weird like travel back in time because I'm already – my brain's already into like second quarter of 2019, like planning-wise. Right. So to right. jump backwards to 2014 was really fascinating. So when we talk about that, we have no car debates tonight. We don't have any of your questions, but of course it's the holidays. So uh, we hope you're enjoying yourself and getting some decent time with family. I know how the family thing goes. It's, it's crazy. good for a while, and then you think that's why I moved out. I, I, honestly, or maybe, maybe it's not like that for you. That's how it always is for me. About 48 hours in, I'm like, you know what? That's why I don't live with you anymore. But uh, anyway, so yeah, hope you have a good time with family. I want to talk about best stuff of 2018 and uh, 2019. My son, who's all of nine... And, of course, watches everything ad nauseum. He'll, he'll pick a show and just obsess and watch that show for the next week. Funny. For whatever reason, I'm not complaining. He decided Everyday Driver was his show about three or four days ago. Didn't you say you walked in and, and he was binge-watching season I'll, two? Or something? I'll walk in and he's watching season two on Amazon, <laughs> which is great. Also, I actually heard from somebody recently, and it's crazy that he's doing that. Heard from somebody recently, if you have PlayStation, PlayStation View, which is PlayStation's way to get TV... Right, you can right. get velocity and motor trend on PlayStation View, and it has a DVR feature, so you don't have to watch it live. I'm just saying. Hmm. I, I heard from somebody recently. So if you're, cool. if you're not a cable person, I get it. I, I don't know because somebody have to tell me if the YouTube TV thing allows those channels as well. But I know for a fact we have a, a major follower of the show that has told me flat out they watch it on PlayStation View. So that's an option as well. Very cool. We are going to be back New Year's Day, so we'll be recording on Monday, and we'll be back, wow, for the first uh, first podcast of 2019 on New Year's Day, yeah. which is a Tuesday, crazy enough. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back with the first podcast then, but I say dive right in with podcast number one, and looking back as we've talked yeah. about changes for the podcast, and as it's morphed and changed and refined, Big time. I, I think Big that's time. always on yeah. my mind, is... As I read all the debates, and thank you guys for sending in the debates, I'm always astounded by your level mm-hmm. of interaction. And believe me, we're reading everything, whether we can sometimes respond, but please know that we do see it all. And for sure. I'm just astounded, like I said, by your interaction, by the rediscovery. And I want to get there, I want to have you go ahead and start, but the rediscovery of driving enthusiasm in your lives. Mm. And I'm thrilled to read this. And I want to comment. I have some, I've got a newspaper article that I want to reference and share with you guys. Oh, cool. Kind of different, but uh, I, I'm just uh, 
I'm amazed by this and the growth of the podcast, what we've seen. Big time. Big it's time. amazing, and it's grown worldwide, which is pretty awesome. We're thrilled to that. So hello to all of you not in the U.S. Thank you for listening. Mm, yeah, really for sure. appreciate your questions, appreciate your car debates, and keep them coming. We, we are talking about changes now, but just so you know, the car debates are still an integral part of the podcast and what we want to oh, do sure. with them. That, yeah. That's still a foundation, yeah. and therefore it's predicated upon your interaction and you sending us your car debates. And mm-hmm. I will say, it doesn't have to be, hey guys, I'm shopping and I need a car within two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. It could be, my lease is up in six months. It could be, yeah, yeah, I'm we get those for thinking sure. yeah. about selling, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. It could be along those lines too. It doesn't have to be, I'm in the buying cycle right now, guys, help me I'll out. Be gone it in a week. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have yeah. to be that either. So just keep that in mind. If it's on your mind, love to hear from you. And the podcast has grown so much, it just means more of you are having buying issues and we love and, it uh, we love it we like and fun we, coming your way car guy friends i mean that's exactly. the thing we've discovered exactly. I mean, you and i paul when we've done these meetups and stuff we've discovered in some cases that we are for you the listener we are your car guy friends and you may not have anybody quite as quite as crazy for cars <laughs> as we are but then honestly i will say and i want to Super jump back freak. to where we started it is but but i will say uh, at the same time, though, the other thing that I've seen that I n- honestly never expected is when we've done these meetups, which have really sprung from the podcast as well, we find other people that are listeners to this show, and then they meet each other, and now they have more car guy friends or car which girl friends. Which is amazing. Or whatever. And I yeah. never expected that offshoot, but it's become a common theme. We have people that are like really close friends now that didn't even know each other prior to the podcast, which is actually very, very fun. It is. The crazy it thing, is. there's a lot of crazy things to look back on this podcast, but you and I started recording this thing i did i I listened to episode one it was nuts we have come a long way (laughs) things have improved there was a lot of kind of echoey there was a lot of kind of echoey room tone going on in episode one and you and i like we are now it's nice that we've done it on a phone call now because we're on a phone call then we weren't in the same room and apologies for the audio recording i'm still traveling i'm with family and so this is being recorded differently we're not in the studio so apologies for that this is true and we're better in the studio we've always been better in the studio but this is the same way we started which was on a phone call trading off but our cadence and our inner play has gotten better because we do this a lot more. Mm-hmm. We, you and I mm-hmm. set out in June of 2014 to start recording a bunch of these. We recorded, I don't remember this, we recorded four before we released a single one. That's just to right. have that's right at the, at the time we thought we're going to stay ahead. No, no, we, no, we don't. But, but with the <laughs> time we thought we going to be schedules now. Yeah. <laughs> we thought we'd be a couple weeks ahead. We, that quickly closed. But we also were like a half hour is enough. So in case you followed along with the podcast, it hasn't been a half hour for a while, and now we do two a week. So uh, those are two big changes that have happened. But I'll give, you, I'll give you a frame of reference for you listening and also for you, Paul. I don't know if you thought about this. What was going on with the show at large in the, in the summer of 2014? We had just been – the thing we'd most recently released was our Mercedes GLA Audi A3 Accord Coupe piece. Oh, my god. was gosh. our most recent piece of content. That's no far, that how far back. And in the six months, seriously, and in the six months prior to first releasing the podcast, so the the first six months of 2014 was our first drive videos in all of the following, the C7 Corvette, the Fiesta ST, the 86 Platform, the Mazda 3, and the Chevy SS were all driven in the six months prior. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. So it's very interesting to look back in that regard. That we, of cool. course, were six months out from the release of our 50 years of 9-11 in 20, middle 2014. We had shot mid, mid-engines and mountains, but had not edited or released it yet. Now we've just finished feature film number five. Unbelievable. 
Corvettes, which really will come out sometime. I promise you it will. I promise you there's a Corvette film. It's very cool. I keep so anyway, getting so asked th- this question. Hey, now that you finished yeah. that film, what's next for you guys? And I'm going, we've just fallen across the finish line bleeding oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. tired. Totally, totally. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> People are saying to me, what film are you doing next? I'm like, can I get through season, season four exactly. of TV first before I actually think about what's next? Exactly. But anyway, we're shooting season five, though, as early as January. So anyway, that's fun. But of course, there was no TV deal. It was all a YouTube reality. Mm-hmm. And we kind of set out yeah. to, to try this podcast thing and think, I don't know what this can be. But we were starting to get more and more of you interacting and going, hey, I'm looking for a car. And we thought that should be what the podcast is. We did one car debate in the very first podcast. We answered a question of uh, up front. We did a question kind of like a topic Tuesday. You and I answered three car garage, money, no object. That's right. That was the opener. That was our personal kind of dream garage at $100,000, right? And I wrote him. No, 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 no. This was, was no unlimited. Object. I wrote okay. him down. It was. Right. It was not. Then That's we did right. a, a, a car debate where I went. The, the actual person writing in asked the question. His name was Davis. He wrote in. He was a college student. He was looking for his kind of end of college and into life car, and he was saying WRX or Fiesta ST. And in classic, classic you and me fashion. I picked the Fiesta ST and you picked the WRX. So we weren't really any help at all. Um, so that happened. Exactly. But, but actually. We try hard to we, not be helped. <laughs> exactly. But in the money, no object thing, actually, the three cars you picked were Jaguar XKSS, the 58 Ferrari Testarossa, and the Porsche 918. Those were your three. Hmm. I picked. Exactly. Hard, isn't it? I picked the Wyra, the Eagle E-Type, and the BAC Mono. Wow. That was our first podcast, and we had no audience questions. There was no news. There was none of that. Thank you guys for those questions. It's one of my favorite parts of the podcast every single time. Yeah, mine too. It's none great. of that existed, and we had almost 3,000 listeners, and we were ecstatic. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm just, like I said, I keep marveling at the growth of the podcast and the growth of podcasts across the board. Because Mm -hmm. they've been around, and I keep telling Todd this, you ask, uh, well, I'll say my niece and nephew, they're 19 and 17, and I ask them, what is the universal symbol for rolling down a window? And they make the crank motion. And I ask them, how do you know that? Why (laughs) do you know that? that? (laughs) What car have you driven with a window (laughs) crank? Why isn't it just a... You're holding your finger up in the air, and you just push down on an imaginary button. Why why is it not that symbol to roll the window down? I agree. How do you guys know this? And so if you think about it, podcasts came from a product that does not exist from Apple any longer. You cannot buy an iPod. And -hmm. therefore, it's, it's grown beyond itself. And now, you know, podcast at that point had been around a while, and here they are taking on even more popularity. People have rediscovered them or discovering them anew after they've been around 15 or 16 years. It's not like it's a newfangled thing. And it's just, it's amazing to me the reach of our podcast. And Mm -hmm. the, we keep noting, we'll run into people and we'll think, well, you've listened to the podcast because you wouldn't know that piece of information that we just talked about. We only said that on the podcast and the power of the podcast has just... It's really grown. It's astounded us consistently. We'll run into people at the LA Auto Show or wherever we're at, and that piece of information, whatever we're talking about, we think, wow, we, we haven't mentioned that on camera. We've only talked about that. That's true. And it hasn't been social media either as we grow our social mm-hmm. media platforms mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> growing with the social media platforms too, which is kind of fun and interesting. Yeah. But you know, it's, just, it's still amazing <laughs> to me as podcasts have grown, and we've grown along with the 
influence of podcast growth just in mm-hmm. general. And totally. Well, it's amazing to yeah. me. We remain a top 10 automotive podcast, and that is due entirely to you guys listening. And also, it's due to you guys actually rating and reviewing, because that keeps it up in the top 10. I know I say that over and over, but I say it over and over because it's very true. But we've remained a top 10 automotive podcast. As the entire space has gotten very crowded and grown at leaps and bounds, we've remained top 10, which is entirely due to you guys. Thank you. We are getting, at minimum, a half million, actually well over a half million downloads a month now. Which is astronomical to yeah, think about when yeah. you think about the fact that it just you and I looked at each other over microphones, actually not even in the same space, and went, let's give this a shot. So we, we right. look for this to only right. grow further, which is great. Uh, and the other thing I thought about here, Paul, is that when we started the podcast, it was this, well, let's give this a shot. Now – the podcast and the TV show are our focus. Everything else is Absolutely. secondary after those two. And I feel like those two things kind of war with each other for what has more importance. And it really kind of depends on the day. But that TV show that didn't even exist then and the podcast that was just starting, those are the things that our focus is on. And everything else, the YouTube stuff will still grow. We got just want to discuss plans for that. And you know, obviously, we just finished another feature film. I swear it's coming. But, but in spite <laughs> of that, uh, th- those exist. But those are less important than these ways to interact with you guys, which is primarily the podcast and the TV show. Right. Absolutely. Well, after the break, we want to get to our favorite car of the year, our favorite shoot of the year, talking about that. But there is a subject. I brought this up before. I ran into a newspaper article. And if you don't know, I am a voracious reader of the Wall Street Journal. I consume it daily. I really like the articles. I like the balance of things in there. I really like the Wall Street Journal. And I found, find a lot of interesting information as it pertains pertains to us. And I think, are you guys listening to the podcast? Because that's kind of what we were just talking mm, about. Interesting. Some, okay. All there's right, yeah. no way they are. There, there isn't. Maybe they are. If you work I, I at the know. Wall Street Journal and you listen to the podcast, please write in and prove Paul wrong so that we well, can all yeah. laugh and enjoy that. Please. Yeah. And I, so I come across articles and I want to start this out because, you know, of course, family, you know, we're seeing our families over the holidays and my dad's always interested in hearing stuff and, you know, all of our friends, you know, what's going on with the industry? You guys have written to us. What is the future of the industry for us enthusiasts, our little huddled, you know, band of enthusiasts, you know, waiting for the car manufacturers <laughs> to give us cool stuff, right? Waiting for it all to go Mad Max. That's really what we're, we're doing. We're all just planning for that. <laughs> exactly. And so I come to this thought, and that is the industry is continually going through a transition. It has been for, I don't know, a year or two, and I think it's hitting peak transition right now because really? okay. of... First of all, oil production. Oil production in the U.S. is hitting 12 million barrels per day due to fracking and shale techniques. And that supplements traditional oil production, traditional crude production. And there's some Wall Street analysts over here who are worried that an economic slowdown will create an oversupply. And now those same analysts are saying, wait, for 2019, it's going to be an undersupply. We're not sure. Mm, Of course. how How is it both? Yeah. There, these analysts do not know. Nobody knows which way the stock market's going or which, which way the economic is trending. They're just you know pulling predictors out of the market, and I think it's going to be a balance because we're still in this transition period of every car manufacturer redefining what they think is mobility. And before now, no car company thought we're a mobility company. No, they just build cars. That's it. The end. Oh, we build cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come All buy right. our cars and trucks. We're not a mobility company, and now it's this, you know, everybody's redefining this thing. So autonomy, of course, is slowly being introduced. And 
think about this. Every car manufacturer defining and articulating their own version of what, air quotes, mobility is to their customers. Mm, and it's okay. based upon prior loyalty to a brand. Because why on earth would you gravitate towards some company ethos unless you have driven, owned, or lusted after a product made by them? And I'll sure, give you an example. Yeah. Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to dis- or ascribe or subscribe to their EQ program, EQ Power Plus, EQ Power? It defines okay. the level of electric, hybrid, or nothing kinds of cars they're building. Why are you going to gravitate and join up with that program when there's every other car company on the planet trying to do the same thing, redefining mm-hmm. who they are? Okay. Of course, leading that pack is Nissan and Renault and Mitsubishi because they're in a huge upheaval right now, as you know, with Carlos Ghosn being arrested and reshuffling the top ranks and Nissan having real no compelling product past the GTR, which is kind of old at this point. (laughs) We're hoping for the 370Z to be cool, but it could be, I I don't know. I don't know where the product planners are taking that. And that just seems like the democratized sports car fun car for the rest of us. Not, a, not mm. all of us can afford a GTR or want a GTR. So what sure, about that sure, 370? Yeah. Volvo didn't bring any cars to the LA Auto Show. And their whole joke, how long did it take marketing people to you know, come up with this one? Okay. That your phone is not your phone. It's a device for subscribing to mobility from Volvo. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I went through a list. I'm not going to go through all these, but I, I was looking at all the car manufacturers and thinking, who is bringing driving enthusiasm? Jaguar, Hyundai. Mm, mm, okay. Whereas Chrysler is kind of folding up like, I guess we're the minivan people now. That's who we are. And <laughs> If you need us, we'll be making a van. <laughs> like the Dodge mood board, you know, one studio over is an endless Metallica concert. Like that's their whole ethos. Like, come on, bring the it. Dodge mood board <laughs> is a Metallica concert. Over, back over here at the van, we have three TV screens and some spit up from this morning. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make a van. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to make a van. Exactly. And, you know, here's Toyota that seemingly still has this enthusiast itch to scratch, but they said, well, we don't build inline six-cylinder engines who builds good six-cylinder engines bmw does let's go partner with them and bmw straddling this enthusiast line going uh we don't know we've got this m division but we want to go future tech what should we do and so therefore i come across this article in the wall street journal it was from a week ago all right and it's by a writer named uh let's see tim higgins here And he's talking about SoftBank Group, which is based in Japan. They have financed or leading a $385 million investment in a startup called FAIR, FAIR Financial Corp., which is a used car subscription service. And FAIR, if you scroll to the bottom of the article here, it is the subscription car service. This is the latest car buying venture of co-founder and chief executive Scott Painter, who co-founded TrueCar and took it public in 2014. So this is Scott's latest venture, and it's subscription to used cars. I'm thinking, all right, you know, this has been tried. Are you going to figure that out? It depends. (laughs) I don't know. $385 million investment, and I think, is this going to be compelling enough for all of us enthusiasts or anybody to not go buy or lease or buy used fun cars Mm, and go to... You know, we're subscribing to cars, but they're used cars. And people's, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich is still stuck to the floor mat back here. And it's, you know, yeah. uh, 
car manufacturers, OEMs are trying this. Volvo, book by yeah. Cadillac was shut down right. in New York. Porsche, Mercedes, and BMW all have theirs, but they're really expensive and they include insurance. And my dad's yeah. comment was, how are they going to judge a blanket insurance policy for all of these drivers? Because it is very much based mm-hmm. on your driving mm-hmm. record and your Completely. age and all these other things that are not for everybody. And so I'm going, how is this going to work if they price it yeah, appropriately? Yeah. Because the big question here in my mind is, for all of us enthusiasts, are used cars, are we still going to seek those cars? The answer mm-hmm. is absolutely yes. Everything yeah, course, is yeah. still going to be balanced out by the latest tech coming along and autonomy over here with everybody wanting a first-generation Acura NSX because it's just so good. And everything yeah, but- in between. Yeah, the problem that I can see, the first problem that I can see, and there are many, but the first problem that I can see, granted, I'll take $300 million and think about it, but uh, but the per- first problem I can see for how this, this is going to be difficult is at least with a new car subscription service, you as the person loaning out cars, everything you're dealing with is new and should run. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. The, the chasm of quality and the chasm of uh, – look, I'll, I'll pull from my own life, Okay. You have an FRS from 2013, you have a 2005 Mini Cooper with 180,000 miles, <laughs> and you have a uh, 2010 Porsche Cayenne. What's going to run? What's going to require maintenance? And they're all underneath a used car uh, subscription plan. How on earth are you going to surmount keeping all of them on the road and being able to just – because instantly you would say, well, well the Mini's not going to work. If you're just looking at it, the Mini's not going to work. But yet it's the one that required the least maintenance in the, in the year that I owned it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, how on earth are you going to surmount that problem if you're going to be trying to subscribe to used cars and you, are, you as a person are trying to keep up that fleet and have it make money? That just seems impossible. But like I said, I'll take nearly $400 million to think about it. <laughs> no kidding. Well, here's my overarching thought, and that is all the disruptors, and no disrespect to any of these folks who are leading subscription or whatever that is, but I think there is one big thing they are completely overlooking, and that is us driving enthusiasts. And the un- mm. overarching thought that despite the necessity and drudgery of traffic and commuting and school runs and errands, all that stuff, driving is fun. And there are driving enthusiasts yeah. that I don't know that we treat our cars as a device. It's not the toaster with wheels just to get us from point A to point B. Yeah. And they're Agreed. looking at be. subscription be, yeah. as just mobility. Uber and Lyft are just mobility. I just, I've got 10 minutes. I got to get from here to there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. my question to you is when was the last time you went to drive and went for a drive for the sake of driving pleasure and you had mm. no time frame mm. in mind and you didn't have a destination in mind? When was the last time you did that? I'll bet for us yeah. listening to the podcast, probably not too long ago. But Hopefully for, not, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, I come back to the driving is fun. Driving is inherently fun. If you mm-hmm. strip everything else away, it's actually quite fun. And then the right car makes it even better. And that's what the show is all about, and that's what we've morphed into. And that's where I'll touch more on this after the break, but that's where we're going as a show. And the the rediscovery, it ties into the rediscovery emails. Wow, I had no idea, and that's what I'm searching for now. And that's what we encourage and want. And this thing that everybody is forgetting, these disruptors, is that people like to drive their car. Pride of ownership. I like owning that thing, and I like being seen in it, and I love driving it. 
And therefore, my question is, will used car subscription work? Hmm. I don't know. Remains to be seen. Hmm. I think it might just exist alongside everything else, but I think that could be the Achilles heel if they're discounting or forgetting the fact that enthusiasts want a fun car. I remain the endless optimist. It could be a very small, merry band of people. <laughs> of well, but two, two things. Two things to that. But First I look off, at this like: Is this going to fly? Really? I, I don't know. Is I, it going to fly? The, the crazy thing here is that everybody, and you and I need to come up with one. Everybody is coming up with a: We should subscribe to that, not own that line right. of thinking, and getting right. somebody to open their checkbook and throw them a pile of cash because <laughs> I, there is this kind of. This general consensus, not really spoken consensus, but general consensus that all of the quote-unquote, and I hate the word disruptor, and I think a lot of them should be disrupted and just go away. But as a side note, the thing is a lot of them exactly. seem to think that none of us want to own anything. Right. That all, all, we right. just want to subscribe. And I, I also think it's funny that a lot of these guys that lead these companies that are disruptors, they own plenty of stuff. While they make tons of money, True. they buy lots of things that are now <laughs> theirs. They're not – They're not like subscribing to their house and subscribing to their private jet. No, they own houses in multiple places they don't live in, and they have <laughs> exactly. a private jet that's theirs. But the rest of us are supposed to just subscribe to things. I think at some point there's going to be a level of backlash to that. I know it sounds weird, but there's going to be a level of nostalgia to, no, no, that one right there is mine. Mm-hmm. P- pick, mm-hmm. your, pick your item. The people that – look, I'll go here. The people mm-hmm. that collect vinyl. There is no reason from a sheer – audio perspective of quality and clarity that you should want vinyl. But yet True. vinyl's cool. And there's tons of people that collect vinyl. And I, I've done, gone here before, but I'm going to go here again, and I'm not going political, but, I, but it is the best analog. Cars are going to need the NRA. We're going to need a, a, a group like the NRA that is out there lobbying for car enthusiasts. And if you think about it, the NRA, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's a few million people. In a country of hundreds of million. But yet, we all know it exists. Mm-hmm. Love it or hate it, we all know it exists. And that group is standing up for their rights to have weapons. That is going to be, there's going to have to be some equivalent group for car enthusiasts that are just like, hi, excuse us, over here, you can all, you know, rent your autonomous pods all you need to, but I want to be able to drive. And that's what you and I are going to keep talking about. Even if it becomes horse ownership and there's 15 of us, we're going to rally around the campfire and talk cars. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I just, I come back to the emotion of it. And that is the biggest driver of car ownership, of fun car ownership. Do any of us need any of these fun cars? No, we don't. We could easily no, subscribe. And used cars keeps the price down. Makes sense. If you can include insurance, great. That just seems like a hassle. And I subscribe on a, oh, I'm, I'm walking down to the street corner. i got to find the nearest car on my app so I can unlock the door. And I just want to walk out and go drive. <laughs> and it's then yeah. taking it further. It's based on emotion because, boy, does that shape look gorgeous. I, mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Man, does this car respond when I take it on my favorite road. Man, is this just fun to drive. And I think that is the biggest thing they're overlooking. And I think there's more of us out there than uh, I would say we're we're realizing or people are willing to admit. Mm. And that's the rediscovery of, I loved cars as a kid, but I just never thought I could get there on budgets and all those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And then hey, later I hope in life, all of those, 
I hope all of those people end up listening to the podcast, every single Absolutely. one of them, because uh, that would grow the podcast even further. I believe there's far more than are even listening right now. So if you have a friend who kind of likes cars, come over here to the dark side. Come really like <laughs> exactly. cars with us. We'd love that. Exactly. So it's just, I, I see this and I, I'm thinking, all right, well, the OEMs are trying it to a very small audience. You know, the, the car subscription thing. It's really expensive. It's for disposable income. You've got a lot of money kinds of folks. The Porsche sure, Passport yeah, yeah. program at the, at the top level is $2,500, $3,000 a month. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a Ouch. house yeah. payment. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For so sure. If, so if this any is anywhere close to the, I'll say, 250 or 300 bucks a month for a used car subscription service, that might pull people over, but Maybe, if, it's, yeah. if they don't have the car you want and it's all, you know, Corollas and Camrys... Not it will be all, bad, of but, course, it'll be all Corollas and Camrys you know because what I mean. those are going to run. No, that, that's the thing. Somebody's going to run a spreadsheet and an algorithm, and it's going to be cars that are the best at this mileage, and that's all they're going to put in their fleet. I guarantee you. It's, but it's going to be cars. I mean, if you're subscribing to a used car service, that is going to be because you need transportation and you're not concerned about love. You just want to have something Correct. that moves you. And you don't have to worry about the hassle. This is the reason people buy the terrible, because at this part of the market, they're all terrible, $11,000 to $13,000 or $18,000 new cars. You don't <laughs> buy that because it's the best car on the market. You buy it because you want something mm-hmm. new that mm-hmm. will have a warranty when it breaks. That's the only reason a situation like this might t- have interest. But at the same time, there's such a gamble. I just oh, – anyway. Mm-hmm. We should take a break from ranting. And come back and talk about our favorite things, not things we're not sure about. Happy holidays from all your friends at Podcast One. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. This is Heather Dubrow from Heather Dubrow's World. Hey, it's Steve Off from Steve Off Show. Hey, this is Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana from Riggle's Picks. This is Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine. Hey, this is Kelty from The Lady Gang. Happy holidays from Podcast One. We all have a lot of to-do lists, and some of them get quite long. You know, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea, though. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save, you've heard it before, 15% or more on your car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? This just may be the most rewarding to-do thing on your list today. When you open the hood of your car, do you ever notice how often you see Continental belts? There's a reason for that. Continental is one of the world's largest OE suppliers for the automotive industry. Now, this is automakers around the world. The U.S. Big Three, all three of them, BMW, Volkswagen, over 30% of all new vehicles sold in America have Continental belts on them. It says Continental knows original equipment because they are OE. Continental's OE Technology Series multi-V belts for the automotive aftermarket are precision engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. They're the belts engines already know. You can confidently spec Continental's multi-V belts. There's one for 98% of all the vehicles on the road today. You may not know it, but Continental is also a leader in automotive technology, electronic components for things like autonomous driving and even accident-free zones. The focus on innovation is in every product Continental makes, including OE Technology Series aftermarket belts. Every car has its own fair share of stories, some more than others. You know, that ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, or the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer long. Well, now with TrueCar, you can find out exactly what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or trade it in. You just go to TrueCar and you enter your license plate number, and you watch how your car's details pop up. 
Then you've got to answer a few questions like, does it have navigation and moonroof? Watch as it bumps up your value as you change the options. Do you have high mileage? Well, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. When you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent to you in minutes, which you can then take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer is not available in all areas. Let me tell you about Pete, who loved hockey and always wanted to play in the NHL. Pete played since he was three and begged his mom to let him stay on the ice. Why, some nights, he even slept in his hockey skates. Pete practiced and practiced until one day. When he was 47, Pete realized he just wasn't that good. So he threw his skates in the trash. But then he heard how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved a bunch. So it all worked out. You've heard us ranting a little bit about the future of the industry, but I want to wrench us over ranting. towards... We're, we're good at ranting. Yeah, I like <laughs> we that. Are. That's, that's excellent. Wrenching, wrenching us over towards the future, uh, future of 2019, where we're going with the show, kind of, I think, share a little bit of personal on both of our sides, from both of us, mm-hmm. what yeah, we yeah, both yeah. want out of the show, where we kind of see things going and talk that through a little bit. But I want to start out with what we came away with was the most fun car of the year. I'm still actually mulling things and trying mm, to decide. Okay. I'd like to start at the most fun shoot or the best shoot that really resonated with us. And of course, these are shoots that we have shot in 2018 and won't be seen until 2019 on Motor Trend Network in some and cases, Amazon yeah. Prime. So we are kind of preempting these a little bit, even though we're not sharing the conclusions, but what yeah. we came away with is the overall experience because the shoot to us in itself is an experience, not to mention what you guys see, the finished product on camera. It's yeah. it's the experience, either you know, horrible or great or whatever that is, trying to grind through shoots. Sometimes they go mm-hmm. smoothly, sometimes they don't. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just curious if you've got a good idea about the shoot that really stood out to you, one of your favorites. And then, I've yeah, if they start gravitating towards cars that stuck out in your mind. Yeah, I've got a few. And in my mind, here's the other thing about it. They're, they're kind of all blended. What I mean by that is it's hard for me to go, oh, that was a car I really liked, but a shoot I didn't enjoy. Or a shoot that – they're all tied together. The shoot and the car experience are tied together anyway. So in sure. some cases, okay. you know, cars that I might not have liked if we weren't shooting them, I like more, and vice versa. You know what I mean? But one of them I actually want to bring up that was the best of 2018 for me because – and it's going to seem weird, but I'm going to land the plane. The Model 3 versus Chevy Bolt shoot – really stood out for me in 2018. And it did because it was one of those times where these cars are hype machines anyway, especially the Model 3. But it's one of those times where I come into a shoot or a car for the show and I come away learning so much that I did not know coming in. Even though you and I come mm. in having researched and we have the info and we've got the True. cheat sheet and we know what we're going to shoot and we're going to be in this location, we're going to, we've got a plan, but yet I still walk away going, I have learned about these cars in a way I didn't have any idea about before. And, and you know, in the years since, essentially, because we shot uh, those really early in 2018. Yeah, right. The, in the years since, the number of times I've bumped into people who have talked about the Model 3 or Chevy Bolt and, of course, have driven neither <laughs> and to realize I've driven right. seriously, right? But, but I've but read all about but, them, and therefore I know. Well, 
and they're and they're shopping or they're thinking maybe I could or that's not going to work or whatever. And I've gotten into some really candid conversations with people about how you know that car would work for you, and here's why. And to have not just a well, I read about it, but I actually drove it. And I drove them back to back next to each other and actually compared those two cars. That's rare. So that was a big standout for me, even though I would not look at either of those cars as the car, kind of cars that I personally normally gravitate toward. I thoroughly enjoyed that shoot because it was so educational, and I like – it's one of the things about the show I like the most is being able to take in information and try to figure out a way to succinctly share it with you, the audience, so that you can walk away with more as well. Mm. And I feel like mm. the more I'm learning in the process, the more I enjoy that translation, if you will. And it was just – that was a big stand-up for me for that reason. Interesting. I'm going to say from that season three was the – the way the Moab shoot came about and the fact oh, I totally that we did agree. it. I totally agree. It came about because FCA does the Easter Jeep Safari every year. And they, of mm-hmm, course, mm-hmm. have all the Jeeps. They introduce new models. And it is a madhouse. It's like Sturgis for Jeeps. It's insane. I've never it's been. It's Sturgis for Jeeps. <laughs> I'd like to go. Y'all come. It's Sturgis for Jeeps. <laughs> Y'all come. <laughs> The regular guy comes every year. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, the regular voice is there. Anyway, yeah, go I, on. That, that regular voice could work for Jeeps, too. It actually could. It could. It Interesting. could, yeah. All right, so they have this Easter Jeep Safari, and they left the new JL Wrangler down there, the new Rubicon. Yeah, the 2 Rubicon, yeah. It was there, and they realized that we're four hours to the north, and they called and said, hey, we've got the Jeep there. Instead of you know driving it back to the fleet in Denver, would you guys like to review it? And Why, yes, we would. I said, well, absolutely. What are we going to do with it, though? I, mm-hmm, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so not the the foundation for the show because we're enthusiast yeah, drivers. Yeah. I mean, the show could easily be called Enthusiast Driver or something along sure. those yeah, lines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And. I thought, all right, well, yeah, drive it up to the house. And then we decided, you know what? We'll just promptly take it back to Moab because that's where totally. Jeeps belong. Totally. But what are we yeah. going to do? And, and it was this off-the-cuff, you know, very much, you know, let's, let's kind of figure it out on the fly. And that entire episode was yeah, shot in yeah. four hours. We drove yeah. down, yeah. stayed overnight, woke up, and from 9 to 1 o'clock, shot the entire piece and had this entire experience and it was very much out of our wheelhouse it was very much out of our line of experience and that is what that episode captured and i'm so Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. back in it when i whenever i see it again and i'm right back in it so that's why it was so fun to share that with you and interestingly it's resonated with so many people and so i i just i come back to that and i think wow what what an amazing thing how quickly it came together and it turned into a tv episode and we thought well let's let's try it let's do it and yeah for sure, sure enough for we sure. had the footage it it was the right commentary and it was a, a sharing of that experience and so i i really love that i've got another shoot but i want to hear more from you as far as favorite cars and other shoots that you've got well, I love you brought up that one because I agree on that one fully. Uh, there were there were two. I want to cover them both really quickly. There were two that were fast blast shoots that surprised me because they were kind of left turns. I wasn't expecting we would get in this car, and then we had the opportunity. It was like, oh, well, if we tack it on to this part of the schedule, and we just we just go out and shoot it real quick, we'll see what we get. And they both <laughs> ended up being great. One was the Porsche Boxster Spider. 
Oh, yeah. That Jay and his the Jay and his son were driving cross country. Right. And he's had that thing tuned and lightened further, and I mean that car was was brilliantly fun. And he hung out with us for the day. He and his son Parker, and and we just had the day with that car, and it was really unexpected. We went to lunch, and then we went and shot for a few hours, and it was very low key. Mm-hmm. But that just mm-hmm. made it fun because it was one of those rare times. You don't you, know, you and I don't get to do this very often. Rare times when our demeanor is kind of well, we're just going out for a drive, but we happen to be shooting as well. Yeah. Most of the time, you know, you and I will. We'll shoot, and that has a has a certain headspace about it. And then separately, we'll go drive. Okay, but except for at the end of most shoots, we we very rarely have kind of both those demeanors connect because there's work to do. I mean, as much as we love it, there is work to do. Yeah. So that the Boxster yeah, Spider shoot was very low key. The other one was in the similar vein. We shot our. Uh, CUVs in Estes Park episode, and it was terrible weather, but it made for a very fun episode. But that one was one we fought to get done because of the weather. And then, of course, the next day, it was brilliant. The sunshine was gorgeous, and all we had to do <laughs> yeah. was a couple hours worth of fast blast on a Jeep Trackhawk. So we had gorgeous <laughs> right, roads. Right. This, I'm serious, completely, and that's why we gave it this title Stupid Fast car and it was just go out and laugh and enjoy this thing and shoot it and and shake your head at the fact that it exists but yet at the same time you're thankful both of those shoots were really fun and those cars were even more fun because they kind of converged into our schedule that way everybody's eyeballs are going to roll i can hear them now when i say the cayman shoot was one of the standouts for me and it was yes because of the cayman see it but it was also because we were so finely slicing up the dynamics of three already brilliant cars and noting vast chasms of difference within this mm-hmm. tiny segment of the sports car market. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, stood I out. I agree with you. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I can't wait for you to see this piece. We, we really are excited to share this piece with you because Episode found, 2, Season 4. It's very good. It's very good. It's just going to be... So interesting because again, I come back to the wow. We, you know, we're driving. All the cars could be just considered fantastic. Pick one doesn't matter. But then noting the dynamics and what speaks to us throughout each of these generations, and the fact that there are three generations of the Cayman is really astounding to me. And so yeah, I, I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed that shoot. Just being out there, it was very much at the tail end of fall and kind of mm-hmm. wanting to be winter, but it wasn't quite there yet. So it was a little bit damp and. You know, the weather was kind of cooperating, and we were just working around all that stuff and open yeah, range yeah, yeah. of cows and sheep and goats, I think, yeah. and a yeah, bunch yeah. of stuff, a bunch of animals. And then for, uh, for just driving all the Corvette generations. And all, yeah, all the filmmaking aside, the looking back and thinking, wow, like, amazing. We, we drove all these cars. And then for my standout car, mm-hmm, well, I'm mm-hmm. going to tease you and I'm going to say, you're going to have to watch the film to, to yeah, spot yeah. my standout car. But just the fact that we did that again, and, and I think it'll really resonate with Corvette enthusiasts, it doesn't matter because I've, I've been talking to people up here in Seattle and telling them about the film, and they're going, I like Corvettes. I'm not that into cars, but I like Corvettes. I'd love to see that. Good. You know, Good. I hope that so. That kind of I thing. Hope so, yeah. And uh, watched White Christmas with my family, my Niece okay. wanted to watch White Christmas, which was an Irving Berlin film that came out in 1954. And I thought, okay. holy moly, that's the first Corvette we drove in the yeah. film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, You've it got is. to be kidding. The era was so different. Anyway, it was just connecting mm-hmm. all those dots was a little bit mind-blowing. But, but uh, yeah, the, the Cayman shoot, the Corvette generations, just the feeling driving them back to back. And it's something that I hope Agreed. we continue to get to do. 
for sure. Well, this is this is the really cool thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on the Corvettes. I mean, I, I actually like doing just the latest three generations of Z06, which is also a TV piece. But at the same time, the cool thing about the Corvette shoot is this thing that honestly I reflect on. I know this sounds weird after the film's done, but. With is the, it because with the you're Porsches? seeing? Is it because you're seeing everything and revisiting that on you know when you're sorting footage or no you no, know dropping it's, it's in B-roll because, or whatever that is? It's it's because I'm on task from when we start shooting to when the film is on edit. I'm very much on task, even though I'm enjoying these cars at the time. I'm very much in kind of this weird mix that I do of director host mode. Okay, I'm mm-hmm, I'm, I'm aware mm-hmm. of the fact that I need to host and I need to be hopefully engaging and entertaining and educational and helpful and all those kind of things. But there's still stuff to do. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm in that I'm in that headspace up until the edit happens and it comes out at large. And then what happens is I kind of retreat mentally back into this area where I go, I got to drive all those cars back to back. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, we've joked about You're it before, but I stand by it. it. I stand by it. I truly believe more people have summited Everest than have driven all the 911s in order back to back on the same day. And I stand by that for the M3s and also for the Corvettes. This is a rare thing that you and I get to do, and I'm thrilled that we get to share it because that's the crazy thing is just gathering these cars is hard enough. You did a great job on the Vets. But gathering these cars is hard enough, but then actually getting the chance to drive them back to back and compare them in kind of a vacuum that is just dedicated to that brand is a crazy experience, and I cannot believe that that's life experience I've walked away with. And the only other times I feel like I see this kind of thing done, and you and I have talked about this, is when somebody pulls the cars out of the museum. Uh-huh. They pull them yeah. out of the museum. They've been in mothballs. This one has 30 miles on it. They pull it out of the museum across Original the tires? street. <laughs> Maybe. Across the street, and we're going to drive them on their private closed track at normal speeds. And maybe the new ones will drift a little bit, and we'll put them all back in the museum and rub them back down. I like the fact that we take real cars owned by real people and put them on a road where – Oh, my gosh, the deer just ran in front of the road, okay? Yeah. We put them in as much of a real-world scenario, actual driving as possible. And in every one of these movies, one of these owners is kind of like, well, I don't really drive this car much. And we're like, it's great. (laughs) But if it's going to be in the movie, we're going to drive it, and we're going to drive it like a car, like it's supposed to work, and we're going to expect it to work, and we're going to drive it fairly quickly. And I love that. Yeah, I'll take those keys. Thank you very much. Going, we're gonna go drive your car. <laughs> we're now. always nice about it. We're always <laughs> nice about it. We're not trying to break anything, but at the same time, we're not apologizing for the fact these are cars, and we're gonna go drive them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that uh, that brings me to kind of looking towards 2019, and I don't know a few things that have stood out in your mind about being more deliberate about 2019, what we both want for the show, and I. I'm from a podcast standpoint. I want more of the live live debates, which are very much resonating oh, with yeah. all of yeah, you yeah. listening. It's something that has been fun. Our phone got stolen. The phone for the show got stolen uh, back in <laughs> Among November. Many other things. The <laughs> phone was gone too. Yep, exactly. My blue Casio G-Shock watch was stolen. Uh, anyway, a lot was stolen. I know. We're still dealing with that. We are for sure. So That's we've got to get a new phone. Getting all that done. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then that will mean more live debates because I do love interacting and calling people and working through things. And I think it's continually helpful, but I think it's even more fun for people listening. So I want more of that. And I want more discovery for the show in the form of an experiential approach that I guess it sort of manifests itself in more travel and adventure, even though mm, okay. the foundation of what we do is car buying and car shopping. And so many people have found us 
when they are car shopping, and they will Google yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever that car it is, a Subaru WRX, a Fiesta ST, even the Mazda Speed 6, our video is the first thing that pops up when you Google, Google it. Mm-hmm. And people are using that as a research tool. So that is very much the bedrock of what we do. But then going further than that and experiencing these cars, not only in their natural environment or natural situation like the Moab piece, but experiencing them in in various areas of the country or the world or whatever yeah, that is. Yeah. And so, of course, it's all budget and, you know, restrictive and that kind of thing. But I, I'm still <laughs> looking at this as... <laughs> you're laughing at me, I can tell. I am. Uh, I am. It's okay. It's, it's always more ideas that we have money and time. That's, our problem has much. never been, I wish I had an idea for what we could go do. That's never been our issue. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty much. We just have so many travel ideas and I, I'll tell Todd, like, what if we did this? And he's you know, pats me on the head and says, yeah, that's great. With what money... How? <laughs> oh, but 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 we do this to each other. The other one yeah, goes. Exactly. Can I bring up like the four things that are going to be unsurmountable of the idea you just had? And then we walk through of them. But here's the crazy thing, though. Some of those things become the pilgrimage trip or true, the true. Corvette film. I mean, we'll have a crazy idea, and then as we start to kind of, you know, sift through it to the what what's the real heart of this and can we accomplish it and i'm going to jump on the pilgrimage film for a second hmm. we made that film because we wanted to always take that experience and share it with you guys and then many of you turned around and went i want to go so yeah, i'm thrilled yeah. that that exists and honestly we've already we've already kind of earmarked and i'm not going to give you specific dates but there's a potential time in july and a potential time at the end of September, one of those two times will be our pilgrimage trip for 2019. There's spoiler alert. I don't have prices. I don't have car list because we are just now starting to see the beginnings of the information. But the way we want to structure the trip, it'll, it's only going to fit in the calendar in one of those two spots. So either mid-July or end of September, more info is coming because more info, frankly, we need to get. But that's the thing I want to do. I love that this podcast has grown into a thing that goes – except from being just this one-way thing where we're in your ears, to a we're sitting with you at a dinner table. And we're having an adventure. I love that part of it. I hope that continues, and I hope we can do meetups all over the country. And that's something I definitely want to do. I love that the podcast has grown as much as it has, but I'm not done yet. I want much more growth because I want you and I to be able to – honestly, I'd like you and I to be able to stand in front of people and do car debates live in a setting. That would be be awesome. That would be awesome. And see, you know, the conversation when you say, hey, there might be two potential dates, that's when I say, why not both? And that, of course, leads us down a rabbit trail of, well – how can we <laughs> can do we that? And we got to want to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. That's how the conversations usually go when you're not listening. So, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely. Agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I absolutely agree. I just I look at the the travel and adventure and using, like I said, the the foundation of comparisons across the board because it is something not every car outlet does, and we have mm-hmm. asked each other. Well, we just read the magazine article on such and such car. Where's the other competitors? Or we watched the video of that car. Why didn't yeah. they bring the others? Where, where are those? Because it's hard to schedule and it's harder hard. to shoot. It's That's hard. Why, yeah. It's hard. But then I also bring a bit of focus on trucks and their influence in the market. And to mm. ignore their place is to ignore a lot of the market. And we have received emails from you guys about, hey, guys, you know, could you focus a little bit on trucks or talk a little bit more about them? And the answer is yes. It is something we want to acknowledge more. But as you know, our default is the fun canyon road with the sports cars and slicing up the driving dynamics because we feel like yeah, that is yeah. most. It's, it's at the top level of emails. Where is that going to go? Where are the manual transmissions going to go? Is this feeling yeah. going to go away? But I, I see, you know, back to my conversations about the transition in the marketplace – 
I see cars and trucks becoming smaller again as electricity becomes more of a platform and a, a hmm, mobility maybe, yeah. thing. You know, okay. maybe maybe Ford and GM will realize it can't just be all SUVs and Corvettes and Mustangs, and that's it. You know, maybe they'll <laughs> make a little. I, I don't know. I, I remain the optimist. I, I remain yeah. the optimist. You do for uh, sure. I, I hope, I'm the cynic. In case, you're, in case you haven't listened to the podcast before, my name is Todd, and I'm a cynic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we want to acknowledge trucks. We want to talk a little bit more about them, but we want to do them in an approach, review them in an approach that is very much us and not just the standard, mm-hmm. you know, the pull tests and the, you know, whatever that is. Because I'll give you an example. The Rivian electric truck that was introduced at sure. the LA Auto Show. Sure, yeah. We absolutely want to get in that truck, but we want to review it like truck owners would use the thing not just mm. the standard numbers and the testing and the you know the washboard so concrete thing through, through the starbucks line and sitting in houston traffic that's what uh, we're doing yes it's not that a shoot i hope we're for flying to houston gonna, we're gonna fly to houston we're gonna go through <laughs> gonna the starbucks <laughs> line in, in the three big trucks the ford the the, right. the ford f-150 the silverado and the big ram we're gonna go through starbucks all three of us <laughs> you me and chance and then we're gonna sit in traffic in houston for an hour and a half and then we're gonna Perfect. park them. You're right. Be great. And then, do we I'm, go to I'm dinner excited. at either PF Chang's or Cheesecake Factory? Right. Those are the two choices. Neither of the above. We'll go to one of the big Texas steakhouses. Come on, oh, man. we're right. in Texas. We got to do that right. right. What was I thinking? Come on. I was just yeah. thinking they built the same city 20 minutes down the road. That's what I was. They thinking. did do that. They did do that. But we're going to go to a nice big Texas steakhouse <laughs> while we're there. Yeah, we should do that. I mean, here's here's the other thing about the the podcasting that I'm excited about is this interaction with you guys. And I realize, obviously, I'm saying this, but there are no questions. We're covering this podcast. But I love the questions. I love the random. Absolutely. places that takes yeah. us. The car debate is, is a is, like you said before, it's a bedrock thing. But I love that the questions lead to both Topic Tuesday, where we just kind of rant and debate, and you guys chime in, and that's very cool. And then the questions that we're able to do. And then as a result of that, we're going to try to integrate, not all the time, but try to integrate the YouTube Super Chat thing, which is much more immediate even than the way we do questions on social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. So we're going to inter- integrate live debates more often, even though that will not be every podcast. We're going to integrate some uh, YouTube Super Chat stuff that will actually have a video component. Some of you have asked for that. That will happen on, on some podcasts. We're not going to do video with every podcast, and I have personal reasons I don't want to do that because I think it typically undermines the audio quality of the show, I think, as as a, and the format for uh, which is, podcasts exist. That's why they exist, not to be yeah, video. I mean, I think, as, and I say this as a host, I think as you sit here as a host and you're able to see something visually that you know somebody else is seeing visually, you talk about it differently. But if you're sitting here True. knowing that the person can only hear you, you have to describe things better. And I feel like most of the podcasts, and I try to listen to a lot, most podcasts I listen to that have a video component at, where they're looking at things live tend to lose a little bit on the audio side, but yet their video audience is a small fraction of the total audience. So we want to play mm-hmm. to you guys that sure. are listening primarily. Sure. But I do think that the, the YouTube element is interesting. The, the Super Chat thing is an interesting twist. We're going to try that. Again, I'm putting it in the try category. That's something we're excited about for the podcast. I just want to grow it further because I love these car debates and the variation of it. You and I also, spinning off of that, are going to be uh, – we've got a lot of ways we're attacking driving even more things in 2019 than we did in, uh, in 2018 even if that means stuff we didn't really shoot. We're going to drive as much as we can, yeah, and for sure, that's going to sure. grow. I know this sounds weird. The YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is now going to become kind of a collection for anything we'd like to post. And I don't mean that to sound like, hi, I'm brushing my teeth. It's not a vlogging channel. Yeah, still no, that. no, no, no. But <laughs> it still does have to do with be cars. A, there will be a few of our older TV episodes that will still find their way to YouTube. 
There will also be Fast Blast, which is kind of a, a featured car, if you will, but it's standalone. We're also going to try to do a thing we're calling Uncut, which is what it sounds like. It's going to be you and I in a car together doing a first impressions thing. That is coming. We've also talked about and we'll get back to mountain bikes. We've got our friend Nate, who's probably going to do motorcycles. Chance, who's going to do classics. Well, is yeah. there a schedule for all of this yet? No, because I'm still cutting season four <laughs> of TV. But all of this is intended for 2019, even if it's a bit bit sporadic, to hopefully feed the channel more often, get more variety, and to allow us to talk about even more cars to hopefully help you guys find something that's awesome. Yes, and then we've talked about swag and merchandise, too. It's up to me to get sketching on some of the uh, ideas that I've had. And, and but there's I stuff out there right now. More. There is, my, there my is. My wife. My wife just bought my son a host shirt in his size off of our Amazon site. Oh, my god! And I have to admit, the quality of it is awesome. It really is good. I'm not just he saying is that because – He is. Yes, yes, he is. It's frightening. But at the same time, yeah, if, if ever I can't be available for the show, <laughs> put him on stilts and stand him next to him. You'll be fine. People Fancy will be I. shocked. Awesome. They'll be, they'll, be, they'll be horrified and shocked all at the same time. <laughs> anyway, but, but she got him a shirt for Christmas that is his updated – because he only had one with the older logo. He updated logo version. And honestly, I have to be serious – I got it and was like, this is actually really good quality. So those good. shirts are there. Good the hats are there. You guys, uh, man, you snapped up those limited edition hats instantly. Yeah, pretty cool. To the point we might have to do another run of them because a lot of you say. that, that one of them were like, um, I'm like five minutes late. Why, what well, it's because so of listening to the podcast maybe three or four episodes behind or more. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. you're four weeks behind and, and, and you're just now hearing it and going, wait, wait. We do, so, yes. we do eight a month. It's a lot of us. I understand. <laughs> I, I <laughs> yes. understand. I do. I get it. Yes, absolutely. Guys, massive thanks. Really, I'm, I'm so appreciative of your engagement. And it, it is a big thing to, to chew as far as the scope of our audience and the growth. But we feel like we're reaching and influencing the car community and helping people rediscover the love of driving. And that's, that's what it comes back to with the engagement. So keep Absolutely. writing to us. Yep. Please write your debates to us. Drop us a line. We're reading it all, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com or the website, too, the contact button under the about on the website. Mm -hmm. You can reach us there. And it's just a personal thanks from, from me. I know from you, too. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're really we excited about 2019. Your 2018, as you're listening, we hope your 2018 wraps up wonderfully and your 2019 is even better. We are hoping for much more growth and much more of everything because this is – we stepped into the show full-time in 2018. So yeah. 2019 will yeah. only grow, and I can't wait to share some of the stuff we can't share yet. That's also very cool. So thank you <laughs> guys for listening ideas. and for being because, with us. Because, yeah. you know, then, then we'd be in discussion and we're still hashing it out, and it's just an well, idea and then I'd throw out well, a, a we're going, wrench and – we're going yeah. from idea stage to execution stage, and we well, are right. typically very cautious about sharing something until we know we can execute it. So speaking of executing, the Corvette film exists. I promise you. I promise you. And <laughs> Everybody's when it is in out, disbelief I at this point. I, I'm in disbelief. I, I've seen it, and I can't figure out why nobody else has. That's what's bothering me. Exactly. I'm like, I know it exists. Where is everybody? Exactly. Anyway, sorry. But when it's out, we will share it. We'll yell it from the rooftops. We hope you and everyone you know sees it. We hope people – I honestly – I want that to be our biggest film ever. I really hope it is because it is our longest film ever. So let's hope it's out there uh, a lot of places once Amazon and others decide that it's approved. Anyway, yeah, there's that. Absolutely. Guys, thank you a million. Looking forward, and cheers to 2019. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway... 
and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown. It's pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like kind of a pawn in a political game and totally powerless. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is asking President Trump to postpone his January 29th State of the Union address, citing security concerns. But Republicans say this is just politics, shutdown politics, a move intended to keep President Trump off the national stage. Going to prison for 20 years, a Tennessee teacher who took a 15-year-old student and ran for weeks prosecutor Dan Cochran. I think it's a serious sentence. 20 years is a significant amount of time. He's going to have all that time to think about what he did, the consequences of it. We asked for 30, obviously, but 20 is a very serious sentence, and we feel good about it. An employee and a customer at an IHOP restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama, were killed in a shooting that also injured another employee. I'm Rita Foley.